This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Tuesday, August 25th, and we have a lot to talk about as the NBA playoffs have gotten wild. Things officially got wild on Sunday, and yes, I am talking about Luka Doncic. We now bring in the resident Luka Doncic historian, expert, fanatic of the Roto World crew. As always, Dr. A joins me now. Steve, what's happening? Matt, I was on Facebook the other day, and I like the Golden Tee Facebook page. I, I have clicked the like button on that thing somewhere in the past and it said if you want to win a bunch of free swag some gear Mm -hmm. you know share this thing and tag a friend in it you you see that stuff on facebook occasionally so i did it and i won wow what did you get yeah i don't know yet uh they just told me i won today so i think i think i'm getting like six t-shirts and some golf balls and wow all kinds of stuff what a week for you already. What a what a Sunday and Monday it's been. <laughs> okay, well, Steve, of course, it has been an incredible, what's today? Tuesday, 48 hours in the NBA, and, and we're still talking about Luka Doncic's performance on Sunday. 43 points, 17 rebounds, 13 assists, two steals, one block, and one crazy step-back game winner in that game over the Clippers, game four. First four games of the playoffs for Luka, in case you're keeping track, 31.5 points, 10.5 rebounds, 9.8 assists, 1.5 steals. And yes, Steve, he is shooting 69% from the free throw line on 10.5 attempts per game. Where was that when I needed to win our bet? But that's not what we're here to talk about. I want to talk to you, Steve. I want to get your impressions of this. And I just want to ask you, I don't think it's too early to start the conversation, especially since this is a fantasy basketball podcast. How high should Luka go in fantasy drafts next year <laughs> uh, uh not for you by the way for yeah. for a person with a normal disposition about this right right <laughs> you know the the free throw thing is annoying but it doesn't really bother me the turnovers thing is annoying uh it doesn't really bother me either because all the best players in the league turn the ball over but i i just wish the difficulty of his three-point shots would change. Maybe it will next year. Maybe he, maybe he'll just try to try to start shooting more normal shots instead of uh, making everything about a step back and a and a, a tricky shot. Now he had to do that to hit the game winner, which was incredible. But I think for a normal person. You'd want to target Lucas somewhere around seven. Seven. Okay, interesting. So here's what we're looking at. Luca per game this year, if you're playing, you know, nine category format fantasy, 
he was 24th overall in nine category leagues. Now, the counting stats were obviously amazing in points, boards, assists. Um, the things that brings that value down are free throw percentage, 75.3, turnovers, 4.3. I think you can live with both of those. And and not lofty defensive stats, 1.0 steals, 0.2 blocks. But you also do project improvement. If you look at year one to year two, he went from 21.2 points per game to 28.8 points per game, a jump of 7.6 points. The boards went up from 7.8 to 9.4. The assists went up from 6.0 to 8.8. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all that he averages a 30-point triple-double next year. So I think that fits into your projection of taking him as early as seven, and I think you could argue for even higher than that. Yeah, and we've talked about it over and over again, I, I'm probably going to draft him with my first-round pick. I don't really care where it is. <laughs> yeah. And another thing about Sunday's game winner that he hit, and just that whole game in general, it, it was a great basketball game, but I was running around and screaming like a little kid, and I have not <laughs> been that fired up about about sports in general since, since way back in the day, you know, like uh, when the Colts – when the Colts won the Super Bowl in 06, I was pretty fired up when the Braves, you know, with Sid Bream's slide in, in 92. That's probably the most excited I've ever been. And I used to get really fired up for Dominique Wilkins and the Hawks in, in playoff games. And this Luka thing is the closest I've been to something like that in a long time. I, I probably just need to move to Dallas and get it over with. <laughs> it's been ridiculously fun. Putting aside my personal anguish, over the Hawks drafting him and then trading him. And I'm still on Team Trey, by the way. But but still, you can't, as a Hawks fan, you can't not notice it. Putting that aside, <laughs> I, uh, I've i been having a lot of fun watching it. So, Game 5 coming up tonight on Tuesday. Steve, sticking with the Mavs for a minute, Kristaps Porzingis missed Game 4 with a knee injury. Just the other day, you and I were saying we were kind of starting to believe in Porzingis and have, you know, put him in the circle of trust as far as injuries go. Does seeing him miss miss time in this Clippers series give you pause in that regard? A little bit. I mean, I, I didn't know he was going to miss Sunday's game. I guess most people didn't know that. Yeah, and and I think some people uh, some people in DFS may not have been happy about that one. I might have been one of those people because um, <laughs> I was screwing around and driving and whatnot instead of making sure my family lineup was good to go. But yeah, uh, it makes me a little nervous now, Carlisle saying that uh, Chris Stapps will be a full-blown game-time decision for Game 5. So uh, obviously he's hurting if he's sitting out playoff games. So yes, I am not quite as confident about his future draftability as I was three days ago. I agree. I agree. I have a little bit of pause here, just as we were starting to feel like Porzingis was putting it all together. I still think I'll draft him in fantasy, but I will draft him with eyes open, knowing, thinking of him as a significant injury risk and knowing that I'm gambling rather than thinking I'm going to get a guy who's going to play 75 games for me. So I think you have to include that into your evaluation of Porzingis and how you're putting your team together. Know that you're gambling if you take him. Everyone, Monday, August 24th, that would be yesterday, marked the one-year out mark from the Tokyo Paralympics. The world will come back together to celebrate competition, unity, and the triumph of the human spirit. Tokyo is set to welcome the best athletes on Earth as they pursue a dream delayed after persevering 
through this challenging year. 2021 brings us all an event to look forward to as U.S. stars like Tatiana McFadden, Chuck Aoki, and Jessica Long seek to make history on their sport's biggest stage. The Paralympic Games begin next August on NBC. Meanwhile, the all-new Roto World Premium subscription package has the tools and resources to help you dominate your fantasy leagues across all sports from draft to playoffs. Plus, get free access to our brand-new sports betting tools from now to September 28th. As a listener of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast, get $10 off any annual subscription to Roto World Premium. To find your edge, visit rotoworld.com edge using the promo code BKPOD10 at checkout. Steve, Jamal Murray also went off on Sunday, a career high, 50 points with 11 boards and 7 assists. I, I want to ask you about this, Steve. Our Roto World blurb, writing up that performance, said his fantasy value just rose a round or two after this gem in the national spotlight. First of all, did you write that blurb? And secondly, do you agree with it? I did not write that blurb. How high are you drafting Murray next year and seeing some explosive performances in the playoffs. Has that changed your perception of him? Are you big on Murray as a fantasy option anyways? Murray is the guy for me this year that every time I have played him, I have gotten burned. And every time I have not played him, I have gotten burned. So it it just seems, seems like whenever I'm on him, he's off. And whenever I'm off of him, he is on. Whether a 50-point game in the, in the playoffs on national TV raises your fantasy stock by two rounds or not, I don't, I don't know. Um, Murray, I, I like Murray. I, I, I do like him as a player. I, I'm not afraid to draft him, but I, I just don't, I don't think I'm going to be drafting him before like the fifth round, sixth. As much as I talked about the, the incredible progression Luca made from year one to year two, Murray is still only 23, but if you look at his numbers from from 2018-19 to this past season, he went from 18.2 points to 18.5 points, so almost the same. His boards went from 4.2 to 4.0. They went down slightly. His assists were exactly the same, 4.8 both years. 2.03s, 1.93s each year. Three-point percentage was slightly down this year. You, You hate to see a plateau that early in his career and it doesn't mean that he can't make another leap from there and become a 20 point per game scorer but I agree I don't think I'm going to be reaching for him in fantasy leagues just based on some huge playoff stat lines and I think we've like you you just pointed it out with the numbers you shared he's kind of done what he's going to do I I just don't feel like there's a huge place for him to go up I I feel like he's kind of peaked Meanwhile, in that same game, Steve, Donovan Mitchell unloaded his second 50-point game of the playoffs. 51 points, four boards, seven assists. He went 17 for 18 from the line. Over his first four playoff games this year, 39.5 points, 4.5 boards, 5.8 assists, 0.8 steals, 4.5 threes. So, Steve, just looking looking at this season on the whole, he was a top 50 player in nine-category leagues, according to BasketballMonster.com. I think it's going to require a pick much higher than that to land him on your fantasy squads just because of the name recognition that comes with Donovan Mitchell and because of these 50-point performances we're seeing. Are you in on drafting Mitchell if it's something closer to a top 20 or top 25 pick you need to use to draft him in fantasy next year? Well, I think that's what it's going to take. I think he's going to be a second-round fantasy pick for the most 
part, just because of the tremendous upside that he offers, is that a little rich for my blood? Maybe. I mean, I'd prefer to get him in the third or fourth round. But I think if you want Mitchell, he's probably going to be gone by then. So uh, I doubt I'll be drafting Mitchell with my second round pick. But I, I mean, I wouldn't hate it if I had to do it. It feels safer as much as we're seeing these explosive performances. It feels more like a safe pick than a crazy upside pick, if that makes sense. And he's also a guy who stays healthy and plays every day. Yeah. And I mean, look, you are getting, you know, that combo that we hear often in fantasy that we talk about a lot, you know, great combo of floor and ceiling. So it's a pretty nice player to end up with. And I kind of put him in the same category as Devin Booker in that regard. Young guys who are still ascending to some extent. And in the worst case scenario, you're still getting pretty good numbers. Yeah, I'm with you. Steve, the NBA draft lottery was late last week. We'll put aside for a moment any devastation that you that I'm feeling as a Hawks fan or that you're feeling as a sort of Hawks fan, sort of Mavericks fan, that the Hawks ended up number six in that lottery. Instead, I want to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves who are on the clock at number one. Assuming they take Anthony Edwards first, I just want to take a minute to talk about Edwards' fantasy potential because, you know, that that's going to be projected a lot of places. Sure, you might see LaMelo Ball going first in some mock drafts, etc. But let's pretend for a moment that Edwards goes first. As a freshman at Georgia, he averaged 19.1 points, 5.2 boards, 2.8 dimes, 1.3 steals, 0.6 blocks, 2.33 pointers. He shot just 29.4% on threes, 40.2 from the field, which kind of highlights what makes him so intriguing and aggravating as a prospect. You know, he had some flashes that really make you think he's got amazing potential, And I'll highlight one game against Michigan State last November, 37 points, six rebounds, two dimes, four steals, three blocks, seven three-pointers. What what are your thoughts on Edwards? I'm concerned he's just going to be a percentage killer early on in his career and maybe someone you're better not having on your roster, even if he's making amazing highlight plays here and there. Yeah, and you know me. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of drafting rookies for my fantasy teams anyway to begin with. And this draft class just doesn't seem to me like it's got that superstar potential in it. And Edwards, like you said, he could be really, really good or he could be really mediocre. He could be really frustrating. And he's joining, most likely joining, a Timberwolves team that's – got some pretty good pieces already in place despite how terrible they were last year. So I am not expecting much from Edwards in his rookie season. I mean, he could be a guy who puts up some interesting counting stats and has some explosive performances, like I was saying, but he could also be someone who, you know, ends up with bad percentages and, and is sitting outside, you know, the top 160 or 170 in fantasy leagues. I could easily see that being the case. So a lot more to monitor as the draft comes up, but I just wanted to put that name on our radar and discuss what we think the potential is for Edwards. And it sounds like we are in agreement that it's intriguing, but year one may not be the time to get him on your roster. Yes. Uh, Steve, that about does it for me. Anything for you before we get out of here? Uh, no, we got a big game tonight, though. Big game. Big, big game. Big game. Any predictions? I think I'm not going to be in the business of betting against Luka Doncic too much, but I think this one's going seven, Steve. Mm. I think we're going seven. I think the Clippers take game five. I think we might back and forth it all the way to a seventh game. Okay. 
I think uh, that the Mavericks are going to win tonight if Kristaps Porzingis plays. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Okay. If he doesn't play, all bets are out the window. Anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we saw what happened Sunday, so. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We will be back here on Friday to look at what happened, what's been going on in the Mavs, Clippers series, and the rest of the playoffs. Possibly look ahead to the NBA draft as well in the aftermath of the lottery. Thanks to all of you for listening. Steve, thank you for taking the time. We will talk to you soon. See ya. Peace. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.